Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 720, recorded live on April 9th, 2022. And here are your hosts, the man who has another spin drift with him, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who has another brand new flavor of Mountain Dew to taste, Andy Lohai. Is, is Mountain Dew going the way of the Oreo? I don't... Maybe? Too many new flavors. Especially ones that are exclusives. There's got to be a Wikipedia article for Mountain Dew exclusive. Uh, franchise exclusive flavors. Yep. How... One, two, How three, bad? four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five, twenty-six. Currently, twenty-six exclusive Mountain Dew flavors. That's pretty bad. So the one I have here is Uproar. It is a pink slash orange in color. Tagline is Dew, charged with berry kiwi. Currently only available at Food Lions. At where? Food Lion. The fuck is Food Lion? I'm glad you asked. Food Lion. Oh, God, why? It's an American why? grocery store chain headquartered in Salisbury, North Carolina, that operates over 1,100 supermarkets in 10 states in the mid-Atlantic and southern east, south, southeastern United States. Who brought one for you? Who do we know that lives I mean, in North Kat. Carolina? Yeah, Cat. Cat went and bought it and then gave it to her sister, who I'm not sure either went from North Carolina to Michigan or North Carolina to Idaho and then to Michigan. And then on her way back to Idaho, swung by my house and dropped off two 20 ounces and two two liters. Okay. Do you have a checklist of these, like, of all the different Mountain Dew flavors? <sighs> no, but now that you pointed it out, I probably should. Yeah, not to mention your thoughts on each of them. That's true. You're going to have to go back through old episodes, Andy. I know. And be like, was I drinking Mountain Dew for this episode? Was I drinking Mountain Dew for this episode? Was I drinking Mountain Dew for this episode? Well, not only that, it would be like, was I drinking a regular Mountain Dew? Was I drinking a Baja Blast? Was I oh, drinking I mean, a you thrashed would, you apple? You would say in yes. the show, like in the opening, you will say what you're drinking. Especially if it's a special Mountain Dew. Yes. I have prob- two bottles in front of me. You're going to, you know what, you're going to hear yourself say that. You're going to say, shit. <laughs> Was this an episode that I need to pay attention to, or can I skip it already? I have to listen to the whole intro and find out. What did I do? Oh, if only I hadn't been such a dick to Dave. (laughs) Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Yes, no, I have currently North Carolina Mountain Dew that I'm drinking. It's, 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 to me, it's a subtle flavor. Kate, who's tried it, um, says it's, it's got a lot of kiwi to it. So, but she's got a more, she's got more of a a palate than I do. Okay. Well, 720, Andy. Yes. It's a very important number mathematically. Let's see, 720, break it down to 72. Nope. No? Nope. Not 72 and 10? Okay. Is it a cube of some kind? I don't think so. One might say, Andy, that we've gone around and then around again. Oh, two 360s, okay. It is two 360s. That's it, man. We've we've circled twice. <laughs> Does that mean our, our total output has now been zero again? Yep. The net output work done is yeah. zero. Yeah, it was, uh, I say, a college, college physics class. The guy was like, if I took this box on this table and shipped it to Australia, and then they took that same exact box and then shipped it back to me, how much total work was done on this box? From what reference frame? Well, he was just trying to point out the fact that, you know, a box starts here and literally ends here, therefore no total work was yeah, done. Yeah, from, from the reference frame of here on Earth, from the rotating reference frame as Earth rotates and... And as it revolves around the sun and as the sun coasts through the galaxy. So a teacher who's trying to be pedantic like that, be like, oh, ha ha, no work was done. I'd be like, uh, that is not the same spot as the box was in when it left. There was a, um, there was a book that I read. It was a, it was a sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. And it had to do with the fact that they could make clones of people. 
Okay, that does indeed sound like the premise of a sci-fi thriller book. But they they made made a fact about the um, how they made clones with people it was like for it literally one second they were somehow phased out of this universe or something like that. And so when the person phased back in, there was like one who phased or was at the original position, and then somebody was one second behind. And so you know the Earth moved so far in that one second, and so the other person would show up exactly that far away. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? That's actually right the earth does move yeah but again from what reference frame yeah it's like yeah one at what point in the universe because i'm it, the Milky Way is probably traveling as well right the Milky Way is indeed traveling and spinning so yeah so how far do we travel as a fixed i'm gonna say it's a fixed there, point in the universe but the universe there is itself, no such yeah. thing as a fixed point in the universe that's the issue. You can't, you actually cannot say, oh, we're moving at this speed because it's the speed relative to what? Where are you standing to take your measurements? Mm-hmm. That's another one of those like things my teacher does that I'm like, ah, oh, things a bad teacher does. <laughs> Look, no work gets done. No, you jackass. You can say no work got done, but that is a gross oversimplification. Now, if you want to talk about spherical cows in a frictionless room and then talk about work being done? Sure. Work is force over a distance, right? Sure. Fine. You accounting for friction? Oh, physics. Yeah. I try and get away from you. No. No. So, we didn't record last week. Yep. And I appreciate that. April Fools. No, not April Fools, but, like, damn. Uh, (laughs) I had a hell of a week, Andy. Yeah, no, understandable. No, no. I don't know that you... I don't remember if I told you all the things that were happening this week. Well, I know you, you're doing a different job, uh, right? That's coming up, actually. Oh, that's, oh that hasn't happened yet. Okay. week. <laughs> that, is, okay. that is nine days from now. Um, but that, that plays into it because, like, things at work are ramping up as I get ready to change jobs. And, like, stuff needs to happen and I need to get shit done. Other project that I'm working on is also nearing, like, a release. And so we need to work on this. So, like, work was getting kind of tense. Uh, and this week in training is our, like, super heavy class week, but we are very low on trainers this week. Mm. So. Well, how did that get approved then? That we're low on trainers? Well, was this, was this planned vacations or unexpected? I mean, some of them were planned. Others were, like, planned in a sense in that there was a pregnancy. Oh. So, <laughs> Like, not gonna not approve that vacation. <laughs> yeah, nope, nope, that's, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's a vacation, yes, that you should approve. Yeah, that, that's, that's definitely gonna happen. Um, which, by the way, that is awesome, and my friend had her baby, and the baby's name is Josefina, and they're calling her Sefi, and that's amazing. Nice. Um, they are so tired. <laughs> It's hilarious. New parents, man, I love new parents. Um, <laughs> we all think we know what we're getting into. Not a clue. Nope. Not a friggin' clue. Uh, and what's so funny, all though, is happening. With, oh, go with, ahead. Yeah, with two is, you know, the, you think you know what you got after the, you're like, okay, we've done this before. We understand. No, the second what, one's totally different. Yeah. Totally different. I have it on good authority. The third one is also totally different. Yeah. Nope. Not going to touch that one. <laughs> Yeah, although I I do also have it on good authority that by the time you have that third one, you know to sleep when baby sleeps. Which would be fine if, you know, the first one didn't want you up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, So all of this is is coming to a climax at work. Okay, cool. I also have jury selection on Monday this week, or had jury selection on Monday this week. Did you actually get picked, or? Well, so, like, even that was a, like, oh, well, like, (laughs) we, there's another trainer whose vacation we're not going to like not approve because what are we gonna say to the state be like oh no dave had to teach a class the state's gonna be like no come do jury duty so that was also a like well fuck like shit okay cool so there's the setting right we have a week of class we're already kind of strapped for training trainers i'm probably going to be out for jury duty on monday great that thursday get a phone call from my mother saying hey your grandmother is in hospice your uncle says she's probably not going to make it through the night my grandmother is in milwaukee i am the closest family member so i drive out there like laura and i figure out what to do with lazarus i have some friends in milwaukee who are incredibly wonderful and generous and amazing we drive out there we drop laz off at my friend 
friends. We go see my grandmother who is unconscious and medicated and in hospice. Like mm-hmm. that's the, uh, so a little bit of family drama, get to say goodbye, go back home. Saturday, she passes, which is why we didn't record. Mm-hmm. Sunday, Laura and I both come down with some sort of stomach bug. Like we wake up because of diarrhea and we are both incredibly nauseous. We both end up throwing up. We both have diarrhea. It lasts most of Sunday. Like we were out. I was on the floor of the bathroom. Like I made a bed on the floor of the bathroom. Uh, and I was there for six hours. Yep. I've, I had, yeah, that's. Yeah. But both of us. So like. Oh yeah. Yeah. Usually, so you don't even have a support right. staff. If, yeah. if one of us is sick, like the other one tries to like, you know, is there anything I can get you? Let me like make tea for you. Let me like, and we have Laz. So like, that's to take him out. He's not thrilled. Um, so that's Sunday, Monday, feeling a little better, but Hey, jury duty. Also, by now, the funeral has been set for Tuesday because Jewish tradition, funerals come very quickly, right? Passed on Saturday, funeral is Tuesday. Great. I go into jury duty. My selection is at nine in the morning. That's the like, be here by this time. Okay. So I get there by nine in the morning and then I go, I sign in. I sit in the room, the like big waiting room with 150 other people who are all there and we're just sitting and waiting and waiting. And eventually they come in, they read a list of names, a bunch of people go upstairs. Great. My name's not on the list. I'm like, okay, cool. Sitting and waiting and waiting and waiting. I got there at like 830. Mm-hmm. At 1145, my name gets read. Oh. I'm like, shit. Okay, whatever. Right. <clears throat> I go up, I get introduced in the courtroom, blah, blah, blah. Like, this is what's going to happen. Okay, whatever. We get we go into the courtroom and they're like, all right, we're gonna. They brought fifty people up there, five zero. And they said we're gonna call the first twenty four of you into the jury box, and then start asking some questions. And so we go up there, and I'm the third name called for the jury box. So I get to go sit in the jury box and wait and wait. The judge, you know, introduces us to the case. Says, here's what's going on. Here's what's happening. Criminal case, et cetera, et cetera. Jury duty should be considered a service. It's, you know, like, yes, there's some hardship involved. We're really sorry about that. But, like, it's how the legal system works. And it's a really good thing if you think about it. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here fucking miserable because I was sick as a dog the day before. I had, like, no food the day before. I had had no food yet that day because I'm still nauseous. I'm sitting there just kind of, like, holding my stomach, kind of rocking back and forth. I'm just like, this is not going to go well. Uh, and eventually, he finally gets to, like, some of the basic questions. You know, is everyone a resident of Dane County? Does everyone speak English? Um, and, you know, like, raise your hand if you don't so that you can get excused. And then he talks about the undue hardship. It says, like, we understand that jury duty is, like, you know, a thing and it takes time. And this case is expected to be on Tuesday, Wednesday, and possibly part of Thursday, depending on the case and depending on how long it goes. He's like, it could be worse. There's another case down the hall. They're doing jury selection and it's going to take three weeks. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, so it could be worse. So I don't tell, I don't give, what, what did he say? The judge said, I don't give examples of undue hardship because... Then the jurors all of a sudden have those. But does anyone have a, a expectation? Does anyone believe that they are here with undue hardship? And I'm like, I raised my hand. He's like, Mr. Pillay, my grandmother passed away this weekend and the funeral is tomorrow. And you, I, I did enjoy seeing the judge's reaction to this of like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, hmm, hmm. Yep. Nope. That's yeah. Okay, like, thank you for showing up today. Head back downstairs. You are excused from this jury. I'm like, oh, thank God. I go downstairs. I go back to the clerk and I say, I've been excused by the judge. And she's like, okay, have a seat. I'm like, but I was excused by the judge. He's like, yes, you were excused because you can't serve tomorrow. But there is a case that we're picking juries for today that starts on Wednesday. Oh, boo. It is 
currently like 1230, 1245, not even 1245, it was probably like 1230 by this point. And I'm like, okay, I'm still in pain. I'm still uncomfortable. I go sit down and they don't call anyone. We're all sitting there. I'm still sitting there. They still have not called any additional people up. We're still sitting there and they're like, it's it's coming up on like two o'clock now. So like people are going like, I got to move my car. Like I didn't pay for parking for this amount of time. Like guys, like you can't keep us here. Like what the hell is going on? And what's going on is like, there's one jury selection where the defense attorney is just dragging it out and like dragging, 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 dragging. And so eventually they come down to this like, all right, we're pretty sure that we can let most of you go. uh, But we are going to hang on to like 10 people out of the 55 or 60 people left uh, just in case they need some additional jurors. Because the, the defense attorney is, like, throwing out a lot of, atur- of, of jurors. It's, okay? They read off a name of ten people. I am ninth on the list of ten. Oh. And I'm like, fuck. So literally everyone else other than nine other people leave. The ten of us sit there. And I swear to God you could write a play based on, you know, 12 angry jurors. It's like the 12 angry potential jurors. Oh, man, yeah. So we're sitting there, we're sitting there, we're sitting there, we're sitting there. I nap on the couch because I feel miserable. Um, it's like 3 o'clock, 3.30. I got a, like, bag of peanut M&Ms so that I could eat something. Um, and then they come down and they say, all right, you can all go. That's it. We're done. I'm like, oh, finally. <laughs> I go home and I fall asleep. Tuesday is the funeral. Laura and I were feeling much better on Tuesday. It was just fine. We drove to Milwaukee, dropped off Laz, went to the funeral, went to the reception. I got to see my brother and sister, which is really awesome. What? Oh what? my gosh, I haven't seen I haven't seen either of them in 13 years. Yes, I do believe so. Yeah. Yep. Uh and then I drive back to pick up Lazarus. We drive back to Madison and promptly both get sick. Oh. <laughs> Laura more so than me. Um, but like a resurgence of the stomach bug from to from Sunday. So Sunday, we're super sick. Monday, we're kind of sick, but not awful. But like I stayed home, like I would have stayed home that day had I not had jury duty. Tuesday was the funeral. Wednesday, I stayed home in the morning and took a sick day because like I felt awful. Yeah, that's oof. Yeah. And then Thursday, Friday, I went to work. That was my week. And yes, I did spend significantly more time talking about jury duty than my grandmother's funeral, because honestly, there wasn't a lot to say about the funeral. It was a very nice service. A lot of people there, a lot of people there virtually. It was great. It was was really good. Yeah, jury duty. Jury duty was a fucking nightmare. And here's the thing. That's the first time I've ever been called for jury duty. And I was excited. Like, I want to do that. I want to, like, I don't see this as a, a... hardship. I see it as a civil responsibility. Like, yeah, that's that's what we do. Like, that's one of the things, the cool things about this country. And there were people who were there who were, like, pissed of, like, you. what do you guys do? This is so... I'm like, this is an inefficient system. I could definitely make this system run, like, way more efficient if you gave me, uh, you know, like, a couple thousand dollars to play with, but it, like, it's good that we do this. I have been summoned for jury duty, I do believe, eight or nine times i'll have to double check on that damn yes no it 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 it's the very first time i got summoned um we were coming back from pax actually when i was supposed to appear and i'm like i am out of the state yeah do you remember luke wetzel yes luke used to live in alaska and was moving away from alaska and was called for jury duty to appear after his move date oh boy and they made him they did not excuse him that's oh boy eight times though andy that is impressive yeah i don't know what it has been it was you know i i still have not actually appeared on a jury i have literally every single time gotten closer and closer and closer you know a couple of times they were beginning i didn't actually have to show up mm-hmm. then you know actually you know would show up but i wouldn't get called and then yes the last time i actually had to go into the booth and um they had like you said the first 24 in there and i was number 30 Aww. but they had picked their jury of 12 out of those 24 nice so hmm. i'm sure i would not have gotten chosen anyway but damn that well is, is way too close um 
I'm always supposed to say, according to the other guys at work, that I yeah. am actually a radio station employee. Because a lot of the times they don't like having media people mm. on the jury. So there's there's been plenty of times where other people in the station have been, you know, and they're, they're like, oh, what do you work for? Oh, I work. You work for the local radio station? Yes, we'd like him dismissed. <laughs> Yeah. So that's what I'm supposed to do, according to everybody else, is just tell them that I work for the local radio station, and then they'll just most likely just go, yeah, you can go. They just dismiss you. Well, I mean, that, yeah. In Wisconsin, when you are called for jury duty, you appear for jury duty. Whether you are selected or not, you are removed from the list for four years. Wow. I cannot be called for jury duty for four years. That's an interesting way of doing it, but okay. So when you said that you've been called eight times, I'm like, I couldn't do that in 32 years. Yeah, no, I, uh... It would take me more than three decades of of luck to serve that many times. Yep, I just don't know what it is. It's just my, it was just something about my name, I guess, just kept getting popped up, so... Well, should we um, hit some topics? Yeah, sure. Topics. Are there any... That's, April... where, that's where my brain has been for the last two weeks. Topics. Do you want to talk about any April Fool's stuff? I didn't put any top. I didn't put any April Fool's posts on there because I didn't oh, really God. see any good April Fool's jokes this year. You mean other than Epic and Epic Games merging? Eh, eh. I feel like that's low hanging fruit. I mean, yeah, but it was still funny. <laughs> Did you actually read the article? Yes, they. Somebody had spent a good chunk of time writing out that PR. Welcome to Epic. Uh, our internal stuff was amazing, too. I, I think I posted a couple of them to the group chat. Uh, just stuff that was on the company intranet was just so good. Um, I don't know. What else was there? Uh, Reddit brought back Place. I did see that. What was really funny, though, was it, they started out with the same size as last time in 2017. Yeah. And then they doubled it, and then they doubled it again. So place was very big. Yes. And then at the very end, the only color pixel you could place at the very end was white. So after okay. everybody had drawn all these stuff at the very end, it basically all just turned back you to white again. Only white it out. Yep. You could only white that's, things out. That's kind of not cool. Well, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if anybody, you know, if everybody just stopped, <clears throat> then, you know, nobody's forcing you to put a white pixel there. Yeah. So you could just leave it and not mm -hmm. do anything to it. But the only yep. thing you could do is make it white. Okay. Yes. Um, oh, God, what else did I see? I did see some clever ones. I just don't remember what they were. One that was actually not an April Fool's joke, uh -huh. even though this was announced on April 1st. Um, Ron Gilbert posted on his blog that he decided to make another Monkey Island. Woo! And so everybody's like, oh, you posted this on April 1st. Ha 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 ha. Funny. Great, great April Fool's joke. He's like, no, no, no. Seriously. And so everybody's like, yeah, that's funny. But then literally he's like, no, this is legit like this is not actually an april fool's joke nope we're putting out a new secret of monkey island gonna be called return to monkey island Ooh. currently in development at lucasville's games and published under devolver digital with uh gilbert's group toy box games i think is what his group is called so it will be um terrible terrible toy box that's uh, that's ron gilbert's disney, group then, right like if it's lucasfilm games that is disney yes so Gilbert, Dave Grossman, both the uh -huh. series co-creators, and they're getting the original voice of Guybrush Threepwood to come back to. So what if I haven't played Secret of Monkey Island? I don't know. I, I mean, I, don't I, kn I know I know the music. Yeah, of I course. Know, well, I mean, I, when I say I know the music, I know the opening theme song. Um, I know, like, its importance in... Not even its full importance. I know some of why it's important in, like, gaming history, but, like, not really. Can you tell me why Monkey Island was important in gaming history, Andy? <sighs> I always feel, well, it was kind of like those last adventure game era. It's one of those, like, good adventure game eras. So, like, you have your Sierra online adventure games. Mm -hmm. Right, like Space, it, Co Space Quest, King's Quest. Yes. You have the Infocom. Um, right. And, like, I get that LucasArts was, was good at it. They had yes. the Dig, they had Full Throttle. Sam and Max, Day of the Secret Tentacle, of Indiana Jones. Like, what, what was the importance of Secret of Monkey Island? Why is it such a big deal that it's coming back? Because it was a it was a fun 
fun game. Okay. It was an adventure game, and it had, you know, the, the, the swashbuckling sort of, you know, things there. But it it also had its own little... The swashbuckling? Yeah. The swashbuckling? Sure, you can go that route. What do you mean you can go that... That's the word, Andy! I don't know what you mean by you could go that route. Well, yeah, yeah, I was trying to, you know, kind of... It's 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 very tongue-in-cheek. Yes, I agree. What little I know of it, I, I do know that. Yes. It, it, it was, it, it was you know, pirates and swords and pirate ships and ghosts and all that other thing, like voodoo and all the other fun stuff, and it just... It was fun, and it was silly. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite YouTube videos is a comparison of sound cards all playing Secret of Monkey Island. And it's just, here's what it would sound like with this sound card. Here's what it sounds like with this sound card. Here's what it sounds like with this sound card. And you can see why sound cards at the time were so important. Yeah, I did not understand how important a sound card was. God, even now, the sound card stuff that we have to deal with. I mean, now, you don't really worry about a sound card. Not for video games. Okay, yes. When you're doing audio day in and day out... Yeah. Sound cards and that sort of stuff still matters, man. Does it, though? Like, the onboard audio isn't enough for most things? Uh, Maybe. Maybe it's enough. Most of the time, yes, it is enough. Like, most motherboards can output either optical or 5.1. Which I... 90% of the time, you just need stereo. Right. Well, especially now with, um, with with modern processing, where you can turn stereo into surround sound. Oh, psychoacoustics. Yeah. Man, some I of the... I assume that's the name of the, the science and technology behind it. There are some people out there... There's, you know, there there's audio processors yeah. that are literally the price of a car, okay? Well, Just a, a good car or like cuz I've cause seen like, audio, I was looking at a Mach E and it's $60,000. I've seen audio processors at $50,000 range. That is a lot. Yes. Those are the things that go, I like looking at that one. I'm not going to touch it. I mean, I don't need that one. But yes, there are some audio processes, because you're talking places like, you know, New York, L.A., Chicago, where, you know, your revenue all depends on the ratings, and that ratings all depend on how long people listen. Mm-hmm. So you want it to sound good, so people mm-hmm. keep listening. Right. So they're willing to spend the big bucks to make sure that your audio sounds mm-hmm. as the best as it's supposed to be. Which is fine. I have no problem with that. But some of the guys who have worked on those, there's a, there's a piece of software out there called stereo tools okay or sorry stereo tool you can download stereo tool for free legally yes they have a they have a legal version there's a lot of stuff you know in stereo tool that you know is locked behind paywalls but still like you could actually like basically get the 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 nuts and bolts of these fifty thousand dollar pieces of audio hardware for for free for free yeah and you know just output your your desktop computer sort of thing. Right. You're saying this like it's a bad thing or like you're upset at it. No, I... Isn't isn't that the purpose of technology to make shit like that cheaper and easier and better? Yes, but the the stuff that you can do with this thing is just ridiculous. And the people who are, you know, who create this sort of thing is just like, oh my gosh. Like, they have a D-clipper built into this. I still haven't... You know, I've listened to this guy talk Mm -hmm. about how he D-clips the audio and how he can remove basically the he can take an mp3 file and he can actually basically expand its audio bandwidth that's pretty cool yeah i know it's just like literally listening to this guy talk and it's like i understand about one out of every three words that are coming out of your mouth yeah yeah i mean spectrum analysis and Fourier transformations. yes Fourier transformations are just like it's one of those things like yeah i understand god that hurt um, do you, sorry, do you I, understand what, what Fourier transforms do? Yeah, it can take the complex waveforms and basically break it out into the major harmonics. Yep, but do you know how it does it? I've tried to learn. There's a really, really good YouTube video. Uh, let me see if I can find it for you. Yeah, here it is. I will send you a video, Andy, because I was. This is one of the things in math that, like, I never actually learned what a Fourier transform was. And after watching this video, I'm like, oh, that's cool. Well, I'll have to watch that later. Yeah, toss toss that one on your uh, your watch list. My watch later list right now on YouTube. Yep, is 127 videos. Okay, watch this one with Isaac. 
We'll we'll try. He's still uh, right now. He's on the he's back on trick shots right now for his videos. Okay. <clears throat> but yes. Yeah, so for those of us who have played Monkey Island, yeah. and enjoyed Monkey Island. It's coming back. Yay! Sometime this year. Basically, they've got the band back together, and we'll see how it goes. Return to Monkey Island. Yep. So what's what's interesting is in the week leading up to this announcement, Monkey Island came up three times in three separate places. <laughs> okay. Like, just random happenstance. That seems weird, but okay. I don't know if it was just, like, the the observation bias, where, like, the more often you see something happen, the more often you notice it happening. But, like, Monkey Island came up on my feed several times from different places. I presume it's done with that now. Now that the announcement has been made, now that it's out there. But, like, that was it was weird. Okay, let's talk about something else. Uh, more video game stuff. Blizzard just made a bunch of their quality assurance for full-time employees. Yes, the kicker, though, is the fact that... Remember that uh, there was a group inside Activision Blizzard who was trying to unionize? Yes. Those were a QA staff. Yes. That's... I believe it was actually the QA staff here in Madison. Oh, uh, what? Uh, at Raven? 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 Yeah, at Raven Software. That's here. Yes. Um, the group that was not made full-time yeah. was Raven. Oh, no! <laughs> Raising pay for QA, but not unionizers? Notably, however, the pay changes won't apply to the company's QA workers who are currently trying to unionize due to legal obligations under the National Labor Relations Act. A spokesperson told told Bloomberg. So everybody who was not trying to unionize suddenly became a full-time employee and had their... I feel like that's anti-union. It's like... But Activision Blizzard said that this conversation of this conversion of nearly 1,100 QA workers at Activision and Blizzard does not have any relation to the petition pending at Raven Studio. The Raven situation is limited to Raven. The testers whose contracts weren't extended were welcome then and now to apply for any jobs at the company. So the thing fucking shady is what that is. This thing that happened to all your co-workers has nothing to do with you. That we is just can't do it to you because we're currently shady. blocked due to national labor yeah, relations. Bullshit. That is super shady. So it's one of those things oh on God. paper that looks great. And to, this, to me, this reminds me of when Comcast came out and said, yeah, you're, are you a, you know, are you a reduced school lunch family? Then, hey, you can get, you know, free or very low cost Comcast internet. And everybody's like, oh, that's great. And people are like, Comcast is only doing that because the FCC said they had to. It's like on paper, the big headlines like, yay, that's great. The, but then you look a little bit closer, you're like, oh, wait, that's actually a, a they're only doing it for nefarious reasons. Okay. Great. That's that's super fucking shady. I am I'm not pleased. Damn it. Yeah, I'm sorry. That was my thought too. I was like, oh, this I feel is like great I need news. to go over to Raven and like walk with them or something. Yeah. God damn it. Call Activision. Sorry NASA to spoil is, your parade on that one. Yeah, it's fine. NASA's giving spin launch a chance. <laughs> Go ahead, you ruined that one for me too, Andy. It's been a fucking awful week. <laughs> I'm trying to see if there's some way of raining on your parade on this one, but I think it's hilarious that NASA just wants to, what did I, what did I say, yeet, yeet it into space? Just yeet it into space. NASA I mean, is just like, you know what, let's try it. And actually, legit, that's, that's kind of what's happened. Um, NASA has this program for encouraging the privatization of spaceflight. Yes. And to spur, you know, to invest in the flight opportunities program, um, to, to kind of promote other companies to try new technologies and try new ways of doing it and figure out, like, how can we get to space? How can we get to space cheaply? And so. How can we get into space in more than one way? Right. And so Spin Launch did their proof of concept a couple months ago. We talked about it. We're like, this thing worked. It was really cool. Well, apparently NASA said, like, okay, you did your proof of concept. Go build the full model and we'll launch something. So, the, yeah, the company aims to launch its first orbital test flights in 2025. So they're going to build a centrifuge. A gigantic centrifuge on its side, and then they're just going to chuck a rocket into space. <laughs> Technically, they're going to chuck a rocket into the upper atmosphere, and then it will ignite and go the rest of the way. Just crazy. <laughs> I love it. 
oh my god, I just, I love this idea of like, how can we put something into space? Well, if we, you know, like use rockets and rocketry and we like the fact that Newton's third law means that if you're pushing out exhaust, the exhaust is pushing on you and so you can go up. Um, but like you have to carry your fuel with you and so you get to this differential equation to like find out how far you can go based on how much fuel you're carrying because the more fuel you carry the heavier you are and spin drift not spin drift spin launch is just like fuck it spin it until it's really fast and then just let it go they're like remember back in elementary school we had that merry-go-round <laughs> you remember what happened when we just like hung on really tight and, like, we'd get it going really, really fast. You get, like, that one big kid to just, like, stand there and just huck the, the merry-go-round and get it going real fast. I swear I remember watching a gif of a guy with, like, a, a dirt bike on one of those things using the the rear tire of the dirt bike to spin the merry-go-round. Oh, I mean, I've seen things where they've, like, attached chains to it and attached the other end of the chain to a truck. <laughs> And they, they just have the truck drive away, which pulls the chain, which spins the thing. And it's like launched people measurable distance away. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. So I want to know where this is going to be. <laughs> I think they're out in New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Spaceport America is where they're based out of. I love so, yes, it. That's, that's out in New Mexico. I love it. That's also where Virgin Galactic is uh, based out of, too. Oh, Jesus so in uh, other space news, yeah, uh, Project Kuiper has uh, secured its launches. Kuiper is what? Amazon's version of Starlink. Okay. Amazon wants to put up 3,236 satellites for internet. So they have now... Is, is he, like, just trying to copy whatever Musk is doing? Because that what's going on here? I don't know. So over the next five years, they have bought 83 launches mm -hmm. from Arian Space, Blue Origin, and ULA, United Launch Alliance. Mm -hmm. So 18 launches from Europe's well, new... Wait, but, but Blue Origin, does Blue Origin have a rocket yet? The uh, New Glenn rocket. Okay, does it work? Is that the one that they use for their current launches, or I no? No, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, Blue Origin delayed the target date for the first launch of the New Glenn to no earlier than the fourth quarter of 2022. Oh, nope, as of March 2022, the first flight of New Glenn is expected to occur no earlier than 2023. Okay, so yes, yeah, so they bought 83 launches over the next five years. Did you notice what name was missing from that launch list? I mean, SpaceX. Yes. The cheapest launch system by far. So yeah, 18 launches out of the EU's Ariane 6 rocket, 12 launches off of New Glenn their with own. an option for 15 additional launches. Right, but that's, that is their own thing, right? Yes. Like, well, sort of, because it's, it's Amazon that's doing the satellites. Blue Origin is not technically Amazon, it's just also Jeff Bezos. Yes. And then, yeah, 38 launches from the Vulcan from ULA. And they have also previously announced that they've purchased the final nine Atlas V rocket launches from ULA before that gets retired. I mean, I suppose we're also missing the Russians. Which, um, basically, nobody wants to touch the Russians anymore. <laughs> I, uh, apparently, even the Russians don't want to touch the Russians. Did you hear what happened with the ISS? With the, the cosmonauts in their yellow outfits? No, no, no. Prior to that. Uh, no, why? The, the cosmonaut in charge assigned command to the American in charge, effectively oh. giving the United States control over the ISS. <laughs> Intentionally so. He knew what he was doing. He 100% knew what he was doing. And he's like, this is stupid. Like, there is some bad shit going on down there. I don't want any part of this. I'm assigning control of the, the ISS to the Americans. Okay. So yeah, so uh, Amazon's going to try and go head-to-head -head with SpaceX, even though SpaceX already has a four-year head start, possibly a five-year head start, because who knows when those New Glenn rockets are actually going to launch. I mean, it's, it's going to be a very difficult catch-up. Especially since the Falcon 9 rocket could launch, I think the current calculations, they could launch 60 in a year now. Jesus. At, if, the, if they go whole hog, they could launch, I do believe, what 60 launches in a year. Which, at that point, you're like, 
Yeah, it's every six days, just launch a rocket. Mm -hmm. We've never launched rockets that fast, right? Like, nothing comes close to that. Nope, I don't think so. Damn. Damn, SpaceX. Damn. (sighs) Okay, what else else we got? Um, Talk about other stuff. uh, Axiom 1 has actually (laughs) launched the... Oh, what? Sorry, go ahead. That's the... Axiom, yeah. 100% 100% pure commercial launch to the ISS. Yay! No government entities whatsoever, entirely private. Cool. And they're currently up at the ISS right now. They'll be up there for about a week. Nice. What happened to the rocket that got struck by lightning? The SLS? Didn't that get struck yeah. by lightning? I'm pretty sure the SLS got struck by lightning and they canceled its launch because it got struck by lightning. Oh, it struck the launch pad, diverted from rocket. Okay. Um, it's currently, I think, the 12th, they're saying now, for the first, for the next uh, wet test. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Next fueling test is the 12th <laughs> now. No, no earlier than the 12th. So okay. SLS, once again, delayed. Yeah. Delayed instead of debares. Delayed. This thing just behind the times before it even gets literally, launched. It's just... Literally, Andy, come on. Literally can't get off the ground. <laughs> yep. <sighs> just, man, you feel sorry for it, and it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. And of course, SpaceX is now, what, three launches this week? Axiom, um, there's a Starlink launch, and then I think there's actually a crew launch up to the ISS as well. So It's going to get pretty crowded up there. Yep. I think the, the Axiom 1 goes down basically, I think, the same day that the crew, crew 4 goes up. So, yeah. Still can't believe this. All these launch companies like, shoot, how are we gonna how are we gonna compete with SpaceX? How are we gonna compete with SpaceX? You can't. You we can't. Jeff Bezos money ready, can. But he can't. He had to go to three different companies to get how many launches? Uh was it eighty three. Over the course of how many years? Five years. In five years, how many launches is SpaceX going to be going to do? Somewhere up to three hundred. That's assuming, Andy, that in five years. They don't build new rockets. Yes. What's the chances of that? Or the fact that maybe some of these rockets don't even actually get all their launches in. Right. So, I'm sorry, what was what was that about Bezos being able to keep up with Musk? I don't know. Like, he can't. He's no, going to try. No existing space company is going to be able to keep up with SpaceX. They just can't. SpaceX made too many smart decisions years ago, and the other companies are going to have to scramble to catch up to do the same thing. It's just crazy. Yep. Yep. Crazy is right. All right. What else we got? Um, well, speaking of Elon Musk, he had a cyber rodeo. Uh-huh. Because he wanted to kick off the opening of the Giga Texas factory. Uh-huh. 10 and million square... rodeo because it was Texas? Yeah. 10 million square feet of floor space in the one building. A lot of... It's it's basically... I've seen a lot of people compare it to the uh, Rouge River Ford plant. Because literally you're going to have... Goes in. Raw materials go in. Completed vehicles Car come out. out. Yep. <clears throat> uh, he says, and this is what he says, that the... Um, 500,000 Tesla Model Ys per year, and the fact that the Cybertruck is supposed to enter production next year. But I saw very recently that, like, the Cybertruck is not going to be a thing. Well, he says they're going to start making it next year. Granted, he looks ridiculous in a cowboy hat and sunglasses while he's talking about this. Yes. And also in 2023, the semi is supposed to be coming out too. And supposedly the Tesla Roadster. So uh, we'll also see. He's also talking about the uh, Tesla Bot 2 is supposed to be... That remember that the the presentation he had where somebody was dressed in a robot suit vaguely, where it's Tesla's trying to go after Boston mm. Dynamics. I mean, sort of. Like I sort of remember that very yeah. vaguely. More power to him. Yeah, we'll see if that one happens. Yep. Oh. <clears throat> oh, the uh, also this is not a topic, but the uh, Army Corps of Engineers has uh, basically delayed the second launch pad at uh, Boca Chica. I did see that. Basically, Due because to their inability uh, to assess the environmental impact. Yes, because SpaceX did not submit the correct paperwork. Mm, that's understandable. It's hard to submit the right paperwork. There's a lot of paperwork out there to submit. Well, what's ridiculous though is you, you know SpaceX for the longest time kept on complaining about all the paperwork they had to file for the FAA stuff and all this and everything you know two bureaucracies and blah blah blah. Yeah, it's like well, wait a I second, mean, they literally asked you to submit paperwork for environmental studies. Yeah, and you didn't. Suck it up. <laughs> like, 
Let's suck it up. Yeah. You can't complain about them taking too long when they literally gave you a deadline to submit paperwork and you didn't turn in your homework. And and told you what paperwork to submit. Yeah. That's fine. It's it's not really going to put them far behind or anything. No. Worst comes to worst, they just then, you know, if they don't, they'll still have all the paperwork and all the approvals for Florida. Yeah. Was that, was it Missile Row is what it was called down in Florida? I'm not familiar with it. Missile Row, yes, was the nickname given in the 1960s to the Space Force and NASA launch complexes at Cape Canaveral. It was the site of all pre-Apollo 8 manned launches. Uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 launch pads, literally just in a line. Currently, there are just four currently active. Oh, it looks like at one point there was up to 43? What the frack, really? It's a lot of launch complexes. Yeah, still but, is. Oh, yep. They, they got a lot going on over there. All right. Anything else that you want to uh, look at, talk about? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I'm out. <laughs> it's your review? Yes, it is my review. What are we reviewing? Um, well, first off, I'd like to bring up a caveat for one of my earlier reviews. Yeah. Uh, my Fitbit, my Versa 3 Fitbit that I had reviewed. Um, yeah. On the uh, 16th, it uh, I have my watch. It's supposed to wake me up, right? The alarm's supposed to set my watch off, and it didn't sure. wake me up. And I'm like, well, what's up with that? And I look at my watch, and I see the Fitbit logo. And I'm like, well, that's not right. So I try and turn off the watch, and it turns off for a second, and then it turns itself back on, and I see the Fitbit logo. And I'm like, well, this is Doesn't not- sound good. No. So the uh, 17th. I chat with the um, Fitbit support. And they're like, have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? I'm like, yes. <laughs> like, that's actually the problem. I'm like, yeah, I try turning it off. It turns itself back on and I see the Fitbit logo. And it's like, okay, I want you to do a try and do a hard reset. And I'm like, there is literally no button. There, There's just that one, you know, capacitive spot. So he's like, yeah, I need you to hold that for three seconds and then let go and then hold it for three seconds and let go. And then I'm just like, this is this is way too complicated to try and do. Yeah. And it still wasn't working. It's like, OK, well, I'm going to have to, you know, we're going to issue an R, an RMA and you need you to ship it in. Yeah. This was on the 17th of um, last month. March. Yes. OK. They picked a FedEx smart post. Mm-hmm. So it uh, went from the post office to FedEx, FedEx, back to the post office. Yep. From here to California. Okay. It arrived April 7th. That's a long time to go to get, like, you could have walked it to California. Yes, yes we could have walked it to California. Andy, you could not have walked it to California. From the 17th to the 7th. Andy, how long, Andy, was the Oregon Trail? That was literally months, yeah. And they had horses. All right, so let's see. I know where it is. You're going to go Google. You're going to go to Google, aren't you? You're going to Google walk from Kalamazoo to California. Well, not only that, it's it's literally a California city on the California-Mexico border. Okay. How many hours of walking is it? 675 hours. 670. I mean, you you could at least listen to the podcast the whole time. I could walk from here to California and still have more podcasts to listen to. Well, so probably not, because you're not walking for 670 continuous hours. No. I'd also like to point out the mountain ranges that you would need to walk over. Yeah, 42,007. What does Google have? How does Google take you through the Rockies? I'm kind of curious now. I want to walk to Google. Google tells me I'm going to have, I'm going to walk up 42,730 feet. Yeah. And then I'm going to walk down 43,632 feet. (laughs) If I walk from here to San Francisco, where am I crossing? I'm crossing uh, through Wyoming and Utah. I mean, I I presume there's a trail as we go... It's like, yep, you can just, you know, go through the mountains. So, yeah, so Fitbit used to be, you know, you had Fitbit way back when. Yeah. And their customer service was amazing. Now, it was so good. Now, this, I'm sitting there like calling them. I'm like, look, you guys picked the shipping for this. Yeah. I'm like, you just have, as soon as you get this thing, you're going to see it is broken. You're going to send me another one. Why can't you just send me another one? Yeah. So I'm not sitting here without a watch for literally almost a month. And like, How many hours of walking a day do you think you could get? I mean, you'd have to carry your stuff with you, right? So like, you'd have to carry your tent with you. You'd have to carry water. Say what, like, you could get 
on average, eight hours of good walking in every day. I feel like that's actually a very high end average. Like you have to train to be able to do that. How far can a person walk in a day? I don't want distance. I want time. And like the human body is actually really good at walking. It comes from being an endurance predator. Like, yes, that's that's how we literally we literally we, we survived by just walking down our prey until it was exhausted. Um, but again, you have to carry your water with you. You would have to carry your shelter with you. You'd have to carry food with you. If you arranged for drop-off and pickup points, and like exchange points, where like, I'm about to enter into the Mojave, the tent I'm going to use is probably very different than the tent I'm going to use as I'm walking through Michigan. The clothes that I want are probably very different than the clothes I would have in Michigan. So like, if you could set up exchange points, I wonder what the logistics of this would be. Okay, so the... Um, How long would it take? Uh, depending on the route you choose, plan on walking the 2,500 plus miles at a rate of 15 to 30 miles a day. Some walkers take as little as four months. Others stretch it out with breaks into years. 15 miles a day is optimistic when you start out, mm-hmm. um, but as you hike progresses, you'll be hiking longer distances each day. Yeah, because you're going to get better at doing it. Yep. Because you're doing it for four months. <laughs> Did you look up a, like, how do you walk across the country? Yes. Yes, I did. I, I figured. Turns out there, you know, are distance walking groups out there. Of course there are. Well, there's the whole, like, hiking the Appalachian Trail, right? Yes. That is one of the big things. Yep. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably want to start small of, like, walking along Lake Michigan or something like that. Do the Lake Michigan Circle Tour. <clears throat> so, yes, it would take me four months or so. Okay. So let's not be too hard on a logistics company for taking a month to get your uh, your device to California. What's what's sad though is it I supposedly it showed up in California on the 27th. Yeah. And finally somehow Gee, took for Almost like California's infrastructure and ports are a little overwhelmed, <laughs> Andy. Yeah. So yeah, so there, there's customer support. I have to ding them on that right now. Okay, so that's fine. Um, but one of the other things I, I say that because uh, what I'm reviewing right now is a uh, app slash website called Lose It. Yeah, it is a weight loss website. Mm-hmm. Except this one is just basically for tracking calories, logging food, exercise, you know, weight loss sort of things. Okay. Um, it's great, first off, because their food library, um, their app can actually scan barcodes, Mm -hmm. which is nice. Um, but if they don't find the food on there, it can actually scan and read the nutrition label. Because I had something earlier today where it's like, that's, that's a brand new barcode. I don't know what that is. And so I literally scanned the nutrition label. So it had the barcode. It scanned all the nutrition label, got actually everything right. I put in the information in there. And then I put the um, the company name and everything, and they're like, okay. So now I can actually search for it and use and the barcode, and it it's there now in the system. That's cool. So it's it's food logging is actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. There, were, there were times with Noom where their food was like, that's not right. Somebody put that in there to try and cheat the system. No. Oh, no. So there's actually, when you actually search for food, you can actually also search for purely company verified mm-hmm. amounts. Okay. So you can say, no, I don't want it, like anybody's personally input stuff there. I want, you know, stuff that the company itself has verified with the other company that this is the right amount for it. Yeah. Um, it was even great though. Uh, when we do mac and cheese, we do the light prep. So less less butter, less milk. Mm-hmm. And that's actually already in the system. Somebody has already done the um, work and put it in there. So I don't have to do that anymore. Uh, I can do custom recipes. So I have a salad with dinner almost every night. Mm-hmm. So rather than having to put in every single piece of the salad, I literally just one time created a salad recipe. And now I just say, yes, I'd like one serving of salad, please. And it, there it is. Um, it's great also because it also hooks up to, um, Google. So it can, it can connect to my Google fit, Mm -hmm. which it's doing right now because, uh, I also had it connected to my Fitbit originally. So it will take my activity, um, from Google fit and from the Fitbit and actually put that quote unquote exercise and, and excess calories in there into my budget for food and give me a little bit of that extra, oh, you, you, you ran for, you know, half an hour. Well, here's an extra 200 calorie, uh, 200 calories for you. Oh, have a little like a candy bar as a reward. Yep. So, 
Um, there is a community aspect to it, but I still haven't actually figured out how to do anything with it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> There's a community. I can't connect to them. I tried to respond to somebody's post at one point because they had a question and I answered them. And supposedly I did answer them, but I can't find out, you know, where that is or anything of that nature. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yes. No, it can connect to Google Fit, Fitbit, Misfit, Garmin, RunKeeper, Nike Plus, Stravia, Map My Fitness. It can also connect to different scales as well and cool. blood pressure monitoring. So it's got it's a lot of stuff all in there. around Fit app. Yes. Um, I did have to pay for a premium though uh the premium it gave me was uh twenty dollars for the year um that was their discount rate mm-hmm. uh but i had uh, a plethora of google rewards credits that i needed to use or lose and i'm like well shoot here we go yeah i'll just my just use my google rewards credit for this and boom it's been paid for so nice. I like it. You know, it doesn't have all the psychoanalysis and, you know, this is why you're probably doing this, like, lesson plans from Noom. Mm-hmm. But, I but also, went- who cares? Yes. You're like, well, that's, that was helpful to go through once, but now, like, I, I just need to pay attention to the calories. Yes, and here you go. So, yes, I like it, and it's, you know, it's got the app, but then there's also an actual website I can go to, too, mm-hmm. and actually put all my information in as well. Nice. So I like it. So there you go. Lose it. Apps on both Android and Apple devices. Do you, do you have to use it or... Use it or lose it? it. I walked uh, into that one, don't I? Ah, uh, I got it. You got jokes. Andy's like, we're, we're done. <laughs> Andy wants to be done. Um, I believe we actually have a random topic. Yes, random to topic. About. Rolled ahead of time. Hit a yep. natural one. <gasps> which means we're going for the topic that has been on our list the longest since July of last year. The <clears throat> statement slash question is still alive or want you gone? Which for those who have not played either of the Portal games, the these are the songs. these are the ending songs played over the credits in both Still Alive was at the, over the credits of Portal and Want You Gone was over the credits of Portal 2. And they're both incredible pieces of music Written by Jonathan by, Colton. Yes, Jonathan Colton. There you go. Uh, both sung by Ellen... Crap, what's her name? Oh, shoot. Yeah, you can never remember it either. No, I can't. <laughs> uh, the McLean. voice of, of Gladys. El- Ellen McLean. Yeah. Ellen McLean, there you go. The voice of Gladys. Uh, which... Oh, gosh. I mean, I think for me, it's still alive. It's it's still alive for me. It is and always will be. Like, Now I Only Want You Gone was, was good, but still alive is just freaking amazing. I feel like Want You Gone was only like around because of how good Still Alive was when it came out. Then they were like, we need to do that again. Yes. I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this was this. They're trying to catch lightning in a bottle for a second time, which the Portal game, yes, you did, in fact, catch lightning they, in a bottle. They did indeed do that. They did a really good job. But yeah, no, just the, I, when I got this, I actually went back and I just listened to, before the podcast, listened to both songs back to back and just. They're good. Yeah. They're good songs. But just that, just the, the the still alive is literally just it's it's bare bones where it's literally just like you know just, you know voice and guitar basically. But but it was so unexpected. Yes. At the end, I mean, you have to take the songs in context. I think you can take the songs in context. I don't think you can take the songs as standing out on their own and like. Still Alive was such an unexpected... Like, wait, what? I'm sorry, wait, what? Hang on, what just happened? What? But I killed you, but you're singing. But what? I mean, credit, like, kudos to, to Jonathan Colton and the entire staff at Valve, either way. Both of them are fantastic songs, and both of them were fantastic games. For me, I think it's going to have to be Still Alive. For someone who maybe started on Portal 2, they may want, they may take it the other way. They may say, like, what was special to them was listening to Now I Only Want You Gone. Yeah, no, it was, it, it's, a, it, it's good. Like I said. The, I mean, the, I know the lyrics to both of them. So, yeah. like, that, I guess that's where it is. Uh, they're both good. They're both really good. Yeah, and I feel like, yes. For me, it's always going to be still alive. Yeah, still alive was the, 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 yes, it's just, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Still alive is just that perfect thing at that perfect time. And the only reason Want You Gone was even in existence because it was because of how good Still Alive was. Yeah. So that's, that's where I'm going to leave it on that one. <laughs> okay. So there we go. That is our answer and we're sticking to it. 
still alive. I'm doing science and I'm still alive. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to listen to it again before I go to bed. I feel fantastic. Yes, I'm Dave. Dave, that's, 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 that's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast, or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>